Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Hey, good morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. For our weekly hunting and fishing show, welcome to Kane Radio, FM, uh, Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana, stories around the USA and the world. And uh, each Friday, these are the fine people, the reason we're here. You're right, Tony. we got to thank Animal Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasonings and Foods. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, uh, 337-367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com. Anywhere in the world, if you have an Alexa, say Alexa, play Kane 1240. You can pick up the show on any accessible Internet device. We are live here at the studios of Kane Radio, 107 West Main Street, next to Victor's Cafeteria, uh, which is open. And with that, Rick, as we always had all freshwater, saltwater fishing, what you're hearing? Tony, uh, all the action until lately has been up in the big lakes. I even got a little report. Had a couple of my buddies made a trip to Lake Fork, caught some nice Sakale, where they call them crappie over there, uh, white perch, but we call them Sakale. Toledo Bend, they're still clicking. I got one small report out of the lake, and it, there's a couple little honey holes right now it's been producing. And as far as for the basin, it's the water has shot up, Tony. Uh, I haven't really got no reports or, or been able to go to the basin uh, lately. Yeah, it's just crazy how it looks like. Uh, well, with the rain, and they're going to divert some water, and I'm sorry for cutting you all, but up in the upper Ohio Valley, we, they got a lot of rain also, Tony. So some of that water is going to divert down here. So, yeah, the basin is probably fixing to jump up. Well, we're talking about maybe towards the end of the month, beginning of February, uh, we're looking it might be up to as high as 11 feet. Yeah, that's that, good. That's a jump. Well, this time, yeah, well, yeah it's, been, it's been so low so long. It stayed around three or four feet because yeah. I had a friend of mine. He's got a camp in Sherrington, and he's got to literally get out of his boat and pull his boat to, the, to get to his camp. You know, he just didn't have enough water to make it to the camp. Well, right now it's uh, right below 10 feet, 9.81 and uh, it's going to come back down uh, uh, as far as Monday down to about uh, 9 feet, then going to jump back up close to 11, right. and then kind of level off at around 10 feet uh, in the first weeks of yeah. uh, February. And which with a, a particular season coming up, Tony, it should help, and we'll probably talk about that later. Uh, the, the basin's coming up, and uh, it's about that time of year, you know, around crawfish season, and it, it starts coming up right, it, right before Easter. Yeah, and the temperatures right now ranging, I think the high today is going to be around 70, early, uh, low 70s. Uh, right. So, uh, but uh, we got to see if the fog will burn off, of course, uh, predicting more rain. Yeah, some more rain coming. Yeah, yes, so uh, with that, uh, just a uh, strange right now uh, in yeah. that regard. But uh, And like I said, Tony, with, with fishing, you know, I, I usually start fishing in the lake, and I just glanced over the, uh, the notes that you gave me. Uh, hunting season is, is winding down, so it won't be long. I'll start fishing the lake. Okay. Uh, with that, of course, uh, the Wednesday night hog fights have set up their schedule. We'll talk about that at uh, later uh, Friday, but uh, and also the other big uh, 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 tournaments up in uh, Toledo Bend and uh, well, elsewhere in this ones. area yeah. too. So, uh, oh, yeah. fishing getting ready to open it up. Uh, of course, yeah. uh, the the big bass and all out there at uh, Force Point. Uh, yeah, the classic. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember the date on that, but that's it coming weeks, That'll too, and all. Up, yeah. That's right. So a lot going on. Also, uh, finally found uh, and got and received the final Louisiana Red Snapper landing estimates for 2023. Okay. And, and during the last week of uh, December, anglers landed about uh, not quite 32,000 pounds or 3.4% of the allocation, and uh, the department – 
uh, estimates that 878,464 pounds of red snapper were landed during the 2023 private recreational season. These landings equal 94% of the 934,587 pound okay. Louisiana allocation. Therefore, 6% of the Louisiana allocation remained uh, un unharvested and anglers were able to fish red snapper for 220 days this year. So is the fell up how short, Tom? Yeah, uh, right. 68? Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there, yeah. uh, 94%. Let's see, where's, I'm looking at my numbers yeah, here. Yeah, that's a good uh, number, about yeah, 68,000 pounds. 22 and uh, 34, so uh, yeah. that's where we're at. Uh, yeah, and uh, with that, so uh, why do I want to think that the uh, whatever wasn't caught could be carried over to the next year? I don't know why I thought that, and I could be wrong, but – it seems like that was done. I don't uh, know if they uh, do it. They, they may do it that way, Tony, but I know if they go over the next year, they subtract it off. That's right. That's yeah. why I'm thinking, do they give you – Carry uh, it over. That's right. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure about that, folks. Right. Me neither. Who yeah. are listening in. But uh, right. anyway, it's something that uh, we'll see soon. Because I know one year they, they closed it early, and uh, the, the number was over what they expected. That's right. You know? So anyway. That's right. Yeah. We lost uh, the ability to catch it. That's uh, right. And more. then they, they went to four and then brought it. Okay. Yeah, of course, the next Red Snapper season is scheduled to open on Friday, May 24th unless the changes are made to the opening by the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. So, uh, but anyway, pretty good year. You oh, know, yeah. uh, remember we started off with three, then uh, come July they said, no, you can go four. Yeah. And then four uh, man, after yeah. a certain date, uh, oh, you can fish all day. Yeah. And I can't remember when that date was, sometime in the fall, I believe, yeah. uh, when they opened it up. Right. in that regard so uh anyway uh interesting for, good, for good, that matter good season yeah that's right so uh anyway uh just looking at uh course the uh i didn't print it out i don't think i think i have it here in my notes about the uh next uh louisiana sportsman show uh it's going to be held uh 44th annual louisiana sportsman show but that's gonna, they're moving it huh yeah they're moving it uh they are moving it and uh i think maybe i don't know if you have the the notes on that if i might, might have left that Let's with see. you maybe not uh in that regard but they're moving it you're right to uh i want to say baton rouge or the convention center in baton rouge is where they're moving it and uh maybe i didn't print that out that i should have so uh yeah, here, yeah, here we go. Uh, uh, you, uh, I put it in your notes. Anyway, yes. the Louisiana, uh, the new location this year is uh, it's going to be the Louisiana Sportsman Show in the Raising Canes River Center in Baton Rouge. Heard recently oh, okay. yeah. that that guy that owns Canes is worth seven point six billion dollars. Yeah, that's something. Huh? Billion dollars, yeah. that, and I'm trying to think how old that company is. Maybe twenty years or so. I don't know if it's Raising twenty. May, maybe so, Tony. Anyway, uh, also the annual Big Buck Contest will return this year. The categories are the best uh, Louisiana gun, the best Louisiana bow. Uh, uh, the best out-of-state gun, the best out-of-state bow, uh, best muscle loader uh, slash black powder and best youth. Deadline for entries is Saturday, March 2nd at 3 p.m. All entries can send a photo with their buck for a chance to be on the cover of Louisiana Sportsman magazine in the fall of 2024. Yeah. So interesting in that regard. And uh, the hog trough, uh, America's number one uh, pro fishing attraction will be at the show with its 4,000 gallon tank. It's a big old tank. Fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's cool. And man. we will have fishing demonstrations throughout. Uh, yep. And we've partnered with several hotels uh, within the walking distance to the River Center and that have given us uh, great rates for the weekend, including free parking. Yep. There's also uh, great restaurants in the area within walking distance to complete your visit. So, uh, 
Anyway, if you want to get more information, go to the LouisianaSportsmanShow.com. Oh, yeah, it's a win-win for everybody. Oh, it is. It's, it's, it's a great uh, atmosphere. I've been a couple all. times. Yeah, they got they got everything over there. Boy, and it's, and it's good to From see, From knives too. to boats to everything. Yeah, everything just moving right along, too, in that regard. Yep. So, uh with that, uh, and speaking of redfish, another hot topic with redfish, too. I've seen Rick. that. You said that was coming up. Oh, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, here it comes, uh, you know, with uh, catching a redfish. Uh, there's a lot going on about that. And uh, it, it comes from the uh, sounds coming from the South Louisiana marshes allowed, but sounds of emanating from Monday from Baton Rouge might be louder. Uh, that's when uh, this past week, trying to find some of the updates on that from that public meeting, too. Uh, yep. It's set for the first floor of the wildlife and fisheries and the issue changing the daily creel limit and further restricting the size of the keeper redfish has been served and volleyed for several months. Well, guess what? It's I, I, I feel it's going to happen, too. Yeah, it uh, will. Yeah. It's looking the current uh, wildlife and fisheries biologists took their data to the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. Early last year, they came back a month later and proposed changes to the regulation. Current rules allow to catch five redfish per day with a minimum size of 16 inches long and a maximum length of 27 inches. Anglers are allowed to keep one redfish longer than 27 inches yep. along with five uh, per day limit. Right. In August, the proposal was reduced the daily take to four redfish and a minimum size of 18 inches and a max of 27 the move uh, would also ban keeping redfish longer than 27 inches and further restrictions, whereas bans on charter boat skippers and their crews from retaining uh, redfish. Yeah. Elsewhere out of that meeting, uh, all as with all proposals, a notice of intent, the NOI of our state's political rulemaking dictionary, and the matter was uh, pushed to the state legislature for something uh, called oversight. Of course, uh, anyway, we're going to have to see uh, some recreational fishermen are concerned about the changing face of the commission in the wake of the gubernatorial election and the inauguration of new Governor Jeff Landry. Two commission uh, positions are up for nominations, and the newly appointed 26-year-old Madison Shahan uh, to head the wildlife and fisheries is jumping into unfamiliar waters from a previous home in South Dakota. Okay. So our position was to support the department's original plan, said Crescent, uh, who's uh, one of the heads. It's, uh, we mean a 37% reduction in the catch. We continue to support the plan we have uh, since day one, and we'll testify to <coughs> that. So Louisiana Border, uh, Charter Boat Association sent out a notice that the little advertised meeting urged members to uh, comment. So with that... Anyway, we're trying to see uh, what's going to happen. You know, it's also likely fly fishermen groups uh, from Louisiana and out-of-state anglers will continue their push for the three-fish daily limit, regardless of what the people's opinion are. They should show up and speak their minds. So, Crescent, so uh, looking for that, the result of the public comment likely will become an agenda item for the commission February 1st meeting in Baton Rouge. Then the issue will move back to oversight by the state legislature for our state's only saltwater game fish. Only time will tell for that matter, too, Rick. And uh, Well, Tony, I think the redfish is more sought after than speckled trout. Now, you got a lot of speck fishermen, too, and a lot of oh them yeah. do both. But oh yeah. I think, the, you know, the biologists probably came up with a plan and said, look, before we get in a jam with the redfish, let's do something about it. So, like you said, we just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, and um, yeah, who knows what's going to take place with That's that. Right. You yeah. know, uh, you know, a lot of times, look how long we sat on the speckled trout. Yeah. Four years? Yeah. Before they finally came to yeah. the conclusion. Yeah, uh, you're right. 
So what, what, and then I think, I, I think it's all down the line as it's going down the line. You're going to see Sokolay, uh, yeah, uh, in that boat too. Uh, but I always thought, you know, I think it's 50 a man. I, I think that that's that's way mm-hmm. high, and that's just my opinion. How how, how many fish you going to eat fish every day? One man, that's 100 100 fillets. That's right, 100 pieces of fish. Maybe. You put that in the freezer, Tony. Well. Unless you give a lot of it away, that's a lot of fish. Yeah, and then of course, if you're a family of maybe five or six, yeah. uh, you know, you gobble up that. Oh, yeah. Maybe uh, if you eat it on oh, Friday. Yeah. I got my share of my fish in the freezer. Of course, I, I rotate them and I eat them. You know, I eat a lot of fish, which yeah. is good. You know, we oh, fry yeah. them, we bake them, you know, grill them. It's good. Yeah, all the old Catholics who still don't eat meat on Fridays, you know, eat fish, crayfish, right. crab, yeah. uh, shrimp, whatever the case may be. And that's so. right, right around the corner. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm talking about a lot of old Catholics still don't eat. Yeah, on Friday. Friday. I got what you're saying. Yeah. But during Lent. Uh, Here's one, boy. You'll wonder what's going to happen with this. The famous Louisiana. Now, there's been rumors out there that the crawfish uh, this year are just going to be. Well, they're struggling in ponds, yeah. Yeah, you know, because of heat last year and yeah. uh, no wa- water or rain to right. help those ponds and, out. And, and then the food. Oh, yeah. Of course, Louisiana crawfish farmers are struggling to fill their sacks. Experts have given a variety of reasons, according. Well, of course, we all know what the uh, yeah. drought we had last summer Ooh, yeah. and the brutal heat, right. lack of rain. Uh, uh, anyway, it also killed off the remnants of a rice harvest and that crawfish feed on. And when farmers started flooding the fields to start their season, the ecosystem they rely on was essentially decimated. Yeah. Uh, as oh, yeah. we all know that. And so, in the cold, too, Tony. You know, yeah, we're not used to, you know, 14 degrees plus the wind chill. I mean, yeah. that's, that's cold. And the kicker, the current average price for a live crawfish, $10 a pound. Yeah, I've been seeing people on social media, who's got crawfish, you know? <laughs> One guy said, if you take out a loan, you know, I mean, yeah, they're high. Anyway, uh, supply and demand, period. That's how it works, yeah. man. Now, when basin's going to kick in, it's, it's going to help out a lot, Tony. You know, and most of us don't understand, or many people don't understand the crawfish farming process and how one season builds on another. Right. And uh, news, uh, it's getting around. Uh, meanwhile, fields we see driving around Acadiana still need uh, what uh, carryover crawfish, and they come out of the ground to begin to procreate, which is necessary to have a good harvest. Meanwhile, uh, Jacob Landry, son of the Swamp People star Troy Landry, owns yeah. a restaurant and fishes crawfish in the basin. Jacob and his dad are both uh, in the crawfish business when they aren't hunting alligators, you oh, know. Yeah. Anyway, he said the basin uh, crawfish season typically ramps up around this time, and the demanding does around Easter, but Landry says the low water levels are concerning. The bright spot is the rain coming down the Ohio Valley, as you mentioned uh, earlier, oh, yeah. uh, will drain through the Chafalaya Basin, making the levels rise. Fingers crossed that it happens and the basin season improves. Oh, yeah. Like he says, hopefully uh, the forecast for a bad season is uh, wrong. And uh, many people in this area oh, yeah. feel the same way, too. And, uh, Tony, no, the basin the basin will be our savior this year, I, I believe. Uh, Tony, I've been in the basin. I don't see how you could catch a fish. I, I've literally seen hundreds of crawfish just hanging on willow trees. I mean, it's amazing, you know. But uh, – it won't be long the basin to kick in. Yeah, well, you know, we reported this morning uh, it's going to jump up to yeah. right at 10 feet in the next few days. Right. And, or possibly 11. Right. So uh, that's going to See, the crawfish end. back in these, right now it's probably dry, but when the water comes up and then you have water in the backwoods, I call it the backwoods, but that's where they crawfish, and it's, you, you'll see really see them ramp up. Yeah, and that hopefully, because, man, that's a treat for the people in oh, this yeah. area. Around you know, Easter. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, I man, love you, my crawfish. If, I know you don't, you. if yep. you don't order early, man, you're scrambling, oh, yeah. uh, looking for crawfish uh, you're right. a week or so before Easter. That's and, right. uh, of course, even the restaurants now, yeah. too. And uh, their prices, uh, of course, they've got to pay for those uh, $10 a pound sacks. 
And uh, of course, I'm not sure if that's. Uh, I'm almost sure that's just yeah. Crawfish Group. That's not the premium or the larger, uh, medium size. You know, yeah. which might be a little bit more. Tony, even. I talked to one of my buddies yesterday. He ran a thousand, a thousand traps. Uh huh. Two sacks. Really? Wow. You can't make it doing that. No. Not only that's a lot of work. Yeah. Two sacks, thousand traps. That's wow. it. That's not good. I can remember. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, just we gotta wait and see and see what comes yeah. about. You, you uh, say usually that. gets between fifteen and twenty sacks off of a thousand thousand traps. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, two sacks. Uh what, maybe thirty, thirty five, forty dollars <laughs> yeah. at the most. Yeah. You know, so uh yeah. wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway. And it goes down the line. I mean, you know ten dollars price. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's still that's wow, remarkable. Uh, yeah. You know, I can remember going to catch crawfish myself years. I mean, I'm talking about decades oh, yeah. ago. We used to get them along the railroad track with a dip net. Yes, yeah, you know. That's right. <laughs> just, uh, just amazing in that regard. Anyway, time to take our first break here on Bayou. Uh, I mean, excuse me, on a cane radio and fishing yep. show here on a big Friday. Uh, Going to rain again today, folks, so try to stay dry. We'll be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, creole sauce, seasoning, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Ragin' Cajun original recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana over the last 38 years. Ask for Ragin' Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today. Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask them for that rage and cage and say ball. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajero inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to uh, Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Ricky, uh, of course, a lot of the hunting uh, seasons are coming to an end, too. Winding uh, down, yeah. Uh, pretty much so. So uh, with that, uh, 
in certain areas, uh, it's already over in certain areas, too, uh, with uh, some of the hunting. Uh, January 21st being the date for a lot of areas throughout the state. Uh, just looking at some other uh, uh, areas uh, for deer and primitive firearms uh, from January 22nd to the 31st. State deer uh, areas 1, 4, 5, 6, and 9. Uh, in Geest in the east and west zones uh, uh, through January 28th includes a Canadian blue snow and Ross along with the speckle bellies. Take Canadian geese prohibited in portions of Cameron Parish and Vermillion. Meanwhile, uh, the geese conserve, uh, conservation uh, order from uh, January 29th to March 3rd in the east and west zones, the limited to take of the blue snow and Ross geese only, no really no daily nor possession limits. Hunters are allowed to use electronic calls and shotguns capable of holding more than three shells. It's uh, closed in the east zone. So uh, things moving along. Also the deer and archery through uh, January 31st and deer areas one, two, and four. Woodcock through the uh, 31st statewide. Meanwhile, ducks, coots, and uh, marganzas uh, February 3rd in the East Zone. Youth only and veterans uh, one day only. Deer and archery through February 15th in deer areas 5, 6, and 9. Of course, the snipe through uh, the 28th of February, the second split statewide. Rabbits and squirrels through February uh, 29th statewide. Private lands only. Uh, with that, so a lot of a lot of still hunting going on uh, with a lot of people too, and. Uh, Yes, I've seen uh, looking up different areas uh, to f try to find information too, Rick. Uh, I see where they've had a pretty good season too, deer wise. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. of course the rains we hadn't had the range. There were some years, uh, a few years back, where the water levels were so high they didn't permit you to hunt certain areas. Yeah, that the deer were down. looking for high ground, you yep. know, and that's like shooting, uh, yeah. as they say, fish in a barrel. That's yeah, not fair. Yeah, it really isn't. So uh, with that, but uh, overall, I think it was a pretty de decent deer season. Now uh, with the ducks, don't know, hadn't heard much uh, with the cold weather. If uh, many more ducks were sent down here due to uh, looking for food and all, and that's one thing I, I just hadn't uh, uh, heard much good or bad. And when it first started, uh, I got a few good reports, but after that tunnel, like you said, it was kind of scattered, you know. Yeah, and it's it's really uh, amazing how that's uh, going through. So, but also want to remind folks, deer hunters, that there's still in areas where you can hunt uh, up in northeast Louisiana. Those people are. Uh, urge to uh, provide their D-heads for free uh, CWD testing. I uh, yeah. want to always remind guys about that and gals who uh, also hunt deer, uh, a lot of them out there, so uh, with that. And uh, try to see, uh, they had, had a, a couple more uh, public hearings during uh, last week and this week and uh, up in North Louisiana about the black bear hunting. Uh, wanted to see the outcry, the first one uh, they had, the outcry was tremendous, um, yeah. you know. Thousands of people were complaining and uh, right. putting in comments and all, and a few of them showed up for some of these uh, uh, meetings about the Black Bear permit. Uh, they're talking about giving 10 hunters 10 cards to hunt uh, bear in right. certain areas up in North Louisiana, yeah. you know, and they'd have to go to meetings and be instructed. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just uh, no, it's they're going to let up yeah. 10, uh, 20 people, 100 people go out hunting no. black bear, you know. And then there are restrictions on what you can shoot. Oh, yeah. So uh, they'll be on top of it. Yeah, I think this is a long way from uh, yeah. happening, too, right now. So, That's what uh, I think also. Yep. You know, it's if they sat on the speckled trout for four years, they could be sitting on yeah. this for a lot longer, too, with yep. the uh, outcry from a lot of the uh, people in this area and uh, across the country, too, for that matter. Yes, sir. Anyway, uh, also uh, I want to talk about a little bit about, uh, you know, Rick, uh, we all kind of take for granted uh, our, you know, game wardens and all. 
But these guys, uh, they go through a lot and oh, hazardous yeah. tasks and everything else. Uh, yep. These agents put themselves in harm's way uh, and on the uniform. Uh, and uh, agents are expected to board vessels in choppy seas, be outside in frigid and extreme heat and cold and heat conditions for hours on end, navigate oh, yeah. rural roads and trucks and small bayous and boats at night with little to no visible light, perform search and rescue missions after hurricanes, patrol remote areas, of this, well as uh, the Gulf of Mexico, to name a few of their duties. I mean, oh, yeah. people don't realize these guys, men and gals, what they got to go through uh, with that each year. And, you know, got combed the marsh, uh, you know, uh, going into areas, and there were a large majority of hunters uh, are ethical. We all know that. Uh, but the ones, uh, the ones that uh, don't think they need to obey the laws yeah. uh, cause a lot of problems for agents throughout the state. And while uh, uh, that our agents, uh, of course, Secretary, uh, new Secretary, Madison Shahan, our agents bravely and selfishly perform their duties every single day. This week we were reminded how dangerous their job is, and we thank them for their service that uh, too often goes unnoticed. With all the cold weather, too, they out there. You know, whether the hunters are or not, they are out there. And uh, recently agents had an incident involving a hunter. They wanted to perform a compliance check on that reinforced how dangerous being a Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries agent can be. A duck hunter fired upon two agents. Huh? Yeah, that were approaching a duck blind. The two agents were unharmed during the incident and arrested the hunter thereafter. But, you know, agents are trained to on how to approach hunters with officer and public safety as priority one to avoid accidental intentional shootings to the best of their ability. And also some of the uh, biggest differences between a wildlife and fisheries agent and other law enforcement personnel is that we often check in people that have already uh, have a loaded weapon in their possession in, in secluded areas. I mean, you know, the agents go through yeah. a lot, uh, Rick. People don't realize that, oh, yeah. man. They're out in this cold. They're out in the heat. They're out with mosquitoes. They're out with, I mean, they're out all well, over the place. Uh, that dude's in trouble, though. Oh, I'd say he's going to be, uh, and if not, maybe in jail right now. He might now. not hunt again, too. The, the, boy, you're right about that. You're, uh, you know, I had a friend years ago. That's crazy. That he took his grandson uh, out hunting. Uh, and uh, I don't, they uh, killed one duck or two too many. And he had to give up hunting for two years. So uh, over one duck. Yeah. Wow. And he uh, he ended up uh, joining the fishing group out there in uh, Lake Dotre, <laughs> Lake Forest Point. And uh, but the problem was the judge was on him for shooting with his one or uh, two ducks over. It might have been okay with his thirteen-year-old uh, grandson, yeah. and that created the problem for him. Uh, right. As the judge mentioned to him, you should know better than that in this regard with uh, hunting with a young man like that and uh, yep. not obeying the law. Anyway, speaking of uh, subjects, uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agents cited two Port Barry natives for alleged deer hunting violations in St. Landry Parish. It was a 48-year-old and, again, a 16-year-old juvenile for hunting deer during illegal hours uh, from a public roadway and from a moving vehicle. Agents were on patrol of the evening of uh, January 19th around Palmetto when they uh, made contact with the violator and the juvenile in their truck. Agents observed a high-powerful uh, 12-gauge shotgun and two spotlights in the vehicle. During questioning, the subjects admitted to spotlighting several areas that uh, evening uh, with the retention of a hunting uh, harvesting deer. They also admitted to harvesting three deer a night earlier in the hunting season, hunting deer during the legal hours. 
only a $950 uh, fine, 120 days in jail, and hunting from a moving vehicle, another 250 to $500 fine, up to 90 days in jail, and hunting deer from a public road carries up to another $350 fine, and they also subject to civil restitution of about $5,000 for the replacement of the illegal taken deer. Wow. So, uh, uh, yeah, I remind you to uh, keep in that regard. Uh, also, uh, uh, with that, I'm trying to look over for anything we missed along the way uh, with that course. As I mentioned, uh, uh, didn't hear much uh, with uh, regards to um, uh, uh, duck hunting uh, in the last couple no, of weeks. I haven't uh, either, Tony. You know, so I'm sure they're still out there. I don't think all the areas are closed just yet. I mean, they may be, though, now that I think about it. A little, little bit in the east, I think. Yeah, yeah. and maybe uh, some areas in the west zone. So uh, they usually start a week later generally but as i mentioned uh not much but i did hear uh that uh a lot of green when hearing that canvas uh, with regards to grays and also uh during the season so i uh, didn't hear a lot about green heads you know the big the ducks big this ducks, year yeah. yeah a lot of grays uh, you know, very little about mallards tony yeah. yeah and uh of course with you have been fishing lately don't know uh, no. with the wood ducks right maybe you've seen out in the basin uh, yeah. in those areas so uh Hopefully anyway get to go check on them in the next couple of weeks yeah when, when the weather the weather gets straightened out yeah you're right about that so uh with that but anyway uh <coughs> a lot of rain expected uh off and on i think today next, we got a lot too yeah and uh Hopefully it'll calm down a little bit. Of course, they canceled the parade for tonight. I think it's Sunday evening yeah. uh, here in downtown New Iberia. Anyway, the tides today, uh, Friday, uh, uh, January the 26th, uh, the sun rose in uh, Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay, right at 7 a.m. Sunset will be at 540 tonight. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the first high tide uh, was at 115 this morning, and the next high tide will be at 620 this evening. The first low tide will be at 953 this morning, and the next low tide at 923. Saturday, the 27th, uh, tomorrow, the sun's going to rise at 7 again, set at 541. We'll gain a minute there in daylight. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the first high tide will be at 2 o'clock in the morning, and the next high tide at 635. Meanwhile, the first low tide will be at 1023 tomorrow morning, and the next low tide at 12.13 p.m. On Sunday, the 28th, uh, the sun's going to rise at uh, 6.59 and sunset at 5.42. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the first high tide Sunday uh, will be at 2.49 a.m., the next high tide at 6.50 p.m. The first low tide of the day uh, Sunday will be at 10.51 a.m., and the next low tide at 11.16 p.m. Meanwhile, the average water temperature uh, in Vermilion Bay is right near 55 degrees, probably a little higher than that with the warm weather weather we've been having over the last few days here in the yep. area. So uh, probably a little a little warmer than that. Probably I wouldn't be surprised. It would be maybe around 60 uh, right now or even a little higher. Anyway, uh, Rick, uh, meanwhile, each Friday, these are the people that are uh, reason we're here. Oh, yeah, Tony. We've got to thank our fine sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, Raging Cajun Seasonings, and Foods. And our motto is always kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal.